when we enter herein with all humility and a deeper need of understanding, we allow the Almighty Mothers to enter into this circle by the entrance of an eternal happiness, of a divine prosperity, of a perfect joy, of an abundant charity, and of an eternal salutation. Let all the demons fly from this space, especially those who are opposed unto this work. We allow the fierce openers of the way sent by the Divine Ones to assist and protect this circle, denying entry to discord and strife. Magnify and extend our capacity for revelation, O Mighty Mothers, as we walk in truth and righteousness in your most sacred names, and bless our conversation and our assembly. Sanctify, O Mothers, our humble entry herein. You, the blessed and holy ones of eternal ages. Let's continue on with the individual and the nature of mass events. These sessions are not about trying to convince you one way or the other to have any procedure or not have any procedure done to your body. What Sacred Blue Lotus is stressing is that you become more knowledgeable about what you're doing to your body as well as your body temple itself. Our minds have become so fractured that we think it is this or that. We have to choose sides. This society is based on categories, objectifying everything, people, Places things need to be put into their separate boxes or it cannot be understood by the people who are currently attempting to continue to enforce their worldview. Who, by the way, are the minority of people on the planet? Let's look at what's going on in parts of Africa. Africa is a continent rich in resources. You name it, they pretty much have it. Yet some countries are resorting to extorting money from melanated people in particular. You go into the country with a negative test but when you arrive there, you have to get tested again, and lo and behold, your test is positive. But now you're forced to stay in a hotel designated by said government. Or now you're being forced to take an inoculation. Follow the money trail. 
And then ask yourself why a continent so rich in resources will resort to extorting money from other melanated people. They don't do that to non-melanated people or melanin deficient people. They won't dare. But they do that to melanated people, particularly American-born melanated people, because for some reason they see North American melanated people as cash cows. We come from the land of plenty. They don't see us, many of them, as their lost brethren. They see us as a way to get more cash, which is such a limited, constrained view. Africa is rich in resources and many of the resources go out of the continent or used to make other countries rich. Remove the resources of Africa from France and what will France have? Should we stay or go? There are people returning because they realize that many of the Africans see melanated people in the Americas as people in the Americas, not long lost brothers. They don't connect with the past plight and they continue to take crumbs from their colonizer when they have the meat. You would think that the continent would be more advanced and you even have people calling America Babylon and calling for the fall of Babylon from Africa. But the States is just a tentacle. Where is the head? Where is the head? And then you will locate Babylon. You will find the beast. Melanated people who are not in Africa. You must rethink running to places thinking that you will find security. Many of these people who get there are turning into scammers. Promising you this new life, land, blah, blah, blah. While they improve their income, they're telling you you're still a slave, yet they are relying on money from you. I say all this to say, we must find out who benefits. If we put something in our body, who is the source? What is their mindset? Do they have morals? Do they care? Or are they just another cog in the big machine? How can only 
non-citizens of a country test positive when they were hanging out with the citizens and the citizens were able to pass through and also non-melanated people are able to pass through airport, customs, whatever with no hassle. Consider all the factors that affect you before you jump on a side. This and that. How will this affect my body? Not only now, in a few years. Am I taking a drug because I'm fearful or because I am confident and I am guided that this will be the best option for me today and will have benefits in the future. If you take anything from a state of fear, you're only amplifying your fears. You may not come down with that particular disease, but because you are so fearful of diseases, you will eventually succumb to one. Evaluate where you stand and make a decision from a point of power. Either way. It is your body temple. Ultimately, it should be you who decides what you put in it or what you don't. Follow the money. And those who don't care are probably the ones that are used to being led in the first place. And these are the people also that usually end up in cults. Heck, you can say the countries we live in are just big old cults. We saw with the last presidency of the states, because they're not united, the cultish the extreme fanatic behaviors of many of the citizens. It was almost unreal. So why do you do what you do? A state of fear will keep you in a continuous fearful state. Chapter 6 Controlled environments and positive and negative mass behavior, religious and scientific cults, and private paranoias. Paranoia is extremely interesting because it shows the ways in which private beliefs can distort events that connect the individual with other people. The events are distorted. Yet while the paranoid is convinced that those are valid, this does not change other people's perception of the same happenings. 
What I want to emphasize here is the paranoid's misinterpretation of innocuous personal or mass events and to stress the ways in which physical events can be put together symbolically so that from them a reality can be created that is almost part physical and part dream. You must, of course, interpret events in a personal manner. You create them. Yet there is also a meeting ground of more or less shared physical encounters, a sense plateau that offers firm enough footing for the agreement of a mass shared world. With most mental aberrations, you are dealing with people whose private symbols are so heavily thrust over prime sense data sometime become almost invisible. These individuals often use the physical world in the way that most people use the dream world, so that for them it is difficult to distinguish between a private and a publicly shared reality. Many such people are highly creative and imaginative. Often, however, they have less of a solid foundation than others in dealing with a mass shared reality, and so they attempt to impose their own private symbols upon the world or to form a completely private world. I am speaking in general terms now, and in those terms, such people are leery of human relationships. Each person forms his or her own reality, and yet that personal reality must also be shared with others and must be affected by the realities of others. As beings dwelling in time and space, your sense provides you with highly specific data and with a cohesive enough physical reality. Each person may react to the seasons in a very personalized manner, and yet you all share those natural events. They provide a framework for experience. It is up to the conscious mind to interpret sense events as clearly and concisely as possible. This allows for the necessary freedom of action for psychological and physical mobility. You are an imaginative species, and so the physical world is colored, charged by your own imaginative projections, empowered by the great sweep of the emotions. But when you are confused or upset, it is an excellent idea to return your attention to the natural world as it appears at any given moment, to sense its effect upon you as separate from your own projections. The paranoid has certain other beliefs. Let us take an individual, one who is convinced he has a healthy body and is proud of mental stability. Let us call this friend Peter. Peter, for his own reasons, may decide that his body is out to get him and punish him. He may symbolically pick out an organ or a function, and he will 
misinterpret many body events in the same way that another may misinterpret mass events. Any public service announcements, so-called publicizing symptoms connected with his sensitive area, will immediately alarm him. He will consciously and unconsciously focus upon that part of the body, anticipating its malfunction. Our friend can indeed alter the reality of his body. Peter will interpret such body events in a negative fashion and as threatening so that some quite normal sensations will serve the same functions as a fear of policemen, for example. If he keeps this up long enough, he will indeed strain a portion of the body and by telling others about it, he will gradually begin to affect not only his personal world, but that part of the mass world with which he has contact. It will be known that he has an ulcer or whatever. In each case, we are dealing with a misinterpretation of basic sense data. The paranoid organizes the psychological world about his obsession, for such it is, and he cuts everything out that does not apply until all conforms to his beliefs. An examination of unprejudiced sense data at any point would at any time bring him relief. Are you bringing yourself relief or are you imposing the fearful mass meditation on your body daily? I know older melanated people do this all the time. They refuse to stop watching so much news, even cutting down to a third of the time would be sacrilegious. With anyone who watches news, they usually start off with, did you hear about? And it is usually a horrible story. They pass on the fears, the negativity. Many people do not want to be in that hostile boat alone. They love to drag others with them. There is an enchanting suggestion solemnly repeated many times, particularly after the turn of the century. Every day and every way, I am getting better and better. This may sound like a bit of overly optimistic, though maybe delightful, nonsense. To a degree, however, that suggestion worked for millions of people. It was not a cure-all. It did not help those who believed in the basic untrustworthiness of their own natures. The suggestion was far from a bit of fluff, however, for it could serve, and it did, as a framework about which new beliefs could rally. We often have in your society the opposite suggestion, however, given quite regularly. Every day in every way, I am growing worse, and so is the world. You have meditations for disaster, beliefs that invite private and mass tragedies, they are usually masked by polite clothing of conventional acceptance. 
Many thousands may die in a particular battle or war, for example. The deaths are accepted almost as a matter of course. These are victims of war without question. It seldom occurs to anyone that these are victims of beliefs. Since the guns are quite real and the bombs and the combat, the enemy is obvious. His intentions are evil. Wars are basically examples of mass suicide. Embarked upon, however, with all of the battles paraphernalia carried out through mass suggestion and through the nation's great resources by men who are convinced that the universe is unsafe, that the self cannot be trusted, and that strangers are always hostile. Xenophobia, which melanin-deficient people suffer from on an extreme level. You take it for granted that the species is aggressively combative. You must outthink the enemy nation before you yourself are destroyed. These paranoiac tendencies are largely hidden beneath man's nationalistic banners. The end justify the means. This is another belief most damaging. Religious wars always have paranoiac tendencies for the fanatic always fears conflicting beliefs and systems that embrace them. That was the crux of the show I was watching. That the end justifies the means. I can steal from others. I can rape and murder because the end justify the means. Every church is under the banner of one main church. This church, also melanated people, sanctioned slavery. And yet, so many melanated people worship that God under that banner. That church said, do whatever you have to do to subjugate these people. Why is that religion so attractive to melanated people. And these are not separate religions. They're just usually branches or pieces of that same religion repackaged so people can say, my God is better than your God, your God is evil, when they all basically use the same book. Are there like 10 gods or something in the Bible? How can all these religions use one book, yet they serve different gods? You have the American belief that money will solve almost any social problem, that the middle-class way of life is the correct democratic one, and that the difficulty between blacks and whites in particular can be erased by applying social bandages rather than by attacking the basic beliefs behind the problem. Many young men and women have come to adulthood in fine ranch houses and good neighborhoods. They would seem to be at the peak of life. The product of the best America has to offer. They never had to work for a living, perhaps. They may have attended colleges 
but they are the first to realize that such advantages do not necessarily add to the quality of life, for they are the first to arrive at such an enviable position. Now, it says the parents have worked to give their children such advantages, but in every case, this is not true. A lot of new agers are saying, you should have this, you should have that, because you deserve it. Do you really? Do the people that have the money really deserve it? Have you done anything of worth that you automatically deserve wealth. Not that you are an unworthy person, but what do you do that you have breathed life into that is of any worth or value to anyone else? The parents themselves are somewhat confused by their children's attitudes. The money and position, however, have often been attained as a result of the belief in man's competitive nature and that belief itself erodes the very prizes it produces. The fruit is bitter in the mouth. Many of the parents believe quite simply that the purpose of life was to make more money. Virtue consisted of the best car or house or swimming pool proof that one could survive in a tooth-and-claw world. But the children wondered, what about those other feelings that stirred in their consciousness? What about those purposes they sensed? The hearts of some of them were like vacuums waiting to be filled. They looked for values, but at the same time, they felt that they were themselves sons and daughters of a species tainted, at loose ends with no clear destinations. They tried various religions, and in the light of their opinions of themselves, their earlier advantages seemed only to damn them further. They tried social programs and found a curious sense of belonging with the disadvantage, for they were also rootless. The disadvantage and the advantage alike then joined in a bond of hopelessness, endowing a leader with a power they felt they did not possess. And of course, this mentality leads to cults, people following a so-called leader and giving up their power, mainly women. And also this mindset is what keeps white women in particularly trapped they still deal with losing everything because the wealth is still passed to male relatives if you want to keep that lifestyle what do you have to do marry your cousin do you see why the insanity is reproduced as well as hemophiliacs. So we're dealing with a society with psychotic tendencies and also a memory, a racial genetic memory of always having to struggle, of survival, of being preyed upon 
by animals, of being at war with nature. So now these people consume, 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 consume products because that's all there is, which leads to what they're calling now deaths of despair, which somehow is connected back to melanated people. We can never get off the hook for anything. It's because melanated people are catching up. So you're killing yourselves because other people are doing better? No, this runs deeper than that. The drugs, the insanity was always there. But when a face for drugs or insanity or anything considered bad was put forth, it was always a darker face. The melanin deficient, let's say, has really fooled themselves. Pointing their finger, projecting onto other people their most despicable behaviors. Ignoring what's going on in their very homes, in their own lives. Some of the worst drug abusers are the so-called wealthy or even middle class. What do these people have to despair? Why are they happy all the time? If you've been told that you are superior, why are you taking drugs? Why are you drinking alcohol? Why are you abusive? Why aren't you the happiest people on earth? They're waking up to the lies. And the ones that can't face or deal with the lies, the ones that can't face reality, are the ones that are taking themselves out one way or another. So we are asking ourselves, why are we following these people? Why are we not investing time in learning what is best for ourselves? Because I got to tell you, melanated folks, the more educated a melanated person is, or the more money he or she has, the less likely that person is to have sympathy for other melanated folks. Why? Because they want to integrate. They want to be accepted. Their brains are more whacked up than the so-called less educated. That's why on any given day, I would listen to people with elementary age educations before I listen to a college educated person. I looked for activists that had their fists up in the 60s and found out that they have been silenced. How? They were given a job. See, these universities offer tenures or secure jobs in exchange for the people who could make some progress for their people 
in exchange for them to shut their mouths. And many of them do. Many will only go so far teaching about the issues of melanated folks. They would only teach as much as white fragility can handle. You have also white males going around shouting about inequality. It's BS because at the end of the day, he goes back to his gated community and white folks go back to their segregated homes. It's just cathartic for a minute or two to just talk about it, but they actually do not do anything about it. There is nothing worse than a so-called good person. They do nothing. Do you have a cult mind? Do you follow the leader? Or do you investigate whether it's a religion or a new drug, even for your own edification and to share with your beloved as factual as you could get without being emotional because you have been riled up by rhetoric. You are seeing who your friends are. You are seeing these influencers who are full of crap. They care nothing about you. You are just a cash cow. What are your creative talents? You don't need to be famous to make a difference in the world. You simply need to put your creative talents to work and you have done your part. With that, we are whole. And as always, eternally complete.